Hi friends, and welcome to The Spirit Scoop with Michelle. Michelle is just your typical grounded Taurus, Canadian loving girl who loves everything spiritual. Michelle is a spiritual medium, a Reiki master, and an angel reader. Get ready each week to dive into Michelle's own lived experiences, spiritual guidance and tips, awesome guests, and lots and lots of spirits, of course. Together, we'll feel inspired. We may learn something new. We'll learn to trust in spirit. And don't be surprised if you have a lot of OMG moments. So now's your time to grab a cup of tea, get comfortable, and we're about to start. Here's your host, Michelle Lindsay. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Spirit Scoop. I'm hoping everybody is having a nice December so far. I know December is, it can be so many things. It can be really exciting for some people. It can be a little bit more heavy for others. It can be a time of exhaustion, just being busy with work and kids being out of school and last minute shopping and hosting and or even traveling for the holidays. There's always so much happening in December. Here's just a reminder to take care of yourself this month. Don't forget about self-care, taking care of yourself. That way you can make it through this, this month, no matter how this month looks like for you. I know for December, for myself, like it's my busiest month for readings and everybody is really looking to connect deeper with their own loved ones. I thought to include in this episode of ways that you can honor your loved ones in spirit during the holidays. One of my favorites is I love leaving an extra chair for people in the spirit world, having nobody sitting in it and just having that for my mom. You know, I know she's there anyways, but it's nice that she has her own little spot. And I think that really like warms their heart a little bit. But knowing that you don't need an extra seat for your loved ones to be there, it's just something that I typically like to do. Something that I did this year was I've been looking for the perfect topper for my tree. I've been putting a moon at the top of my tree. I haven't found the perfect star or have I found the perfect angel. This year I was inspired by a post that I saw online of people putting their loved ones in spirit on the top of their tree and just like clipping a photograph. So this year I put up a photo of my grandmother who passed away a few months back. I found that, you know, that's the perfect angel for my Christmas tree. And honestly, like I love looking at my tree and looking at that photo at the top. It's just, it's, it adds some extra love and adds extra happiness to my tree And I just love it. And I love that idea. And I shared it with some family members and they love that idea as well. So that is something that I really enjoyed doing this year for my grandmother. And I even named my tree after her. And I don't know if other people name their trees, but (laughs) it was kind of a joke. Like my fiance and I went to go get a Christmas tree. And I don't know why, but I felt called to like say a joke or something like that. It'd be funny. And uh, as we were buying the tree, I really wanted to ask the person that was selling us the tree, like, 
oh, what is the tree's name? And I don't know why. And I didn't think that was really funny. So I didn't even say it. But it was a thought that came into my mind. And I was like, no, I'm not saying that. And then later that night after we decorated it, my fiance asked me, am I going to name the tree? And I laughed. I was like, oh my gosh, that's so funny you said that. Because I don't think people name their Christmas trees. Like, I don't think that's a thing. But like, we like to joke around and be funny. And um, I told him the whole story. I was like, I was going to ask what the tree's name was earlier. And then I didn't say it. And I thought it was just going to be annoying. But we ended up naming the tree Violet, which is my grandmother's name. And she has her picture at the top of the tree. And I think it's a beautiful way to honor her this holiday season. Something that I also like to do is I would love to put all my loved ones on the top of my tree as angels, but there's not enough room. So I, around my tree, I have a nice shelf. And what I've been adding to this area is other photos of my past loved ones and just having them fill this space with so much love and light. And that's been really nice. I know some people would like to hang a stocking for their loved one still if you have their old stockings and just having that hanging up with the other stockings, anything, honestly, like bringing their spirit back into however you celebrate the holidays, whatever that looks like for you, whether it's leaving an extra chair out, whether it's leaving an extra plate at the dinner table for them. You could, you know, take turns going around the table and just saying your favorite memory of this person that you're missing And that really makes them smile and it really makes them so happy because they are already around you and they love it when you talk about them. So whatever that looks like for you, Spirit is bringing my attention right now. To get a special ornament, you could develop a photo, put an ornament on the tree if you have a tree. Everybody's traditions look different. So I'm just saying some traditions that I would do personally and that would fit into how I celebrate the holidays in whatever way that you can bring their energy back into your space with love. They love that. It might just be lighting a candle for them beside a photograph of them and just thinking about them. You might feel called to talk to them, ask them how they're doing, and just having like a conversation with them as if they're sitting right beside you. You can ask them for signs. You might notice one of their favorite songs comes on. You might play one of their favorite songs because you think of them when you hear the song. There are so many ways that we can stay close to our loved ones this season and just know that they are not far away. They are, as soon as you start to think about them, they're here. Your loved ones in spirit are just a thought of way. And even pets, pets in spirit. I'm just looking at my stocking hanger right now. Like I have a stocking for my dog and I think I I would love to continue to put that up for many, many, many years to come. I'm just going to Google how to honor your loved ones during the holiday season and see what comes up. So number one, it says prepare their favorite dish. Ooh, I love that. What dish was your loved ones known for? Was there a recipe that they like to make? Consider making their special dish to share with your loved ones. Number two, donate to a charity. Did your loved one have a favorite charity or cause? 
If so, consider donating money in his or her's name. Number three, write a holiday greeting card. Who doesn't enjoy receiving greeting cards during the holiday season? If your loved one was known for writing cards, keep the tradition alive by sending cards to their network of close family members and friends. In your cards, be sure to include favorite holiday memories of your loved ones to lift their spirits. Also, what Spirit is bringing to my attention is writing them a holiday greeting card. Whether you actually want to take it to the mailbox and deliver the message, writing a holiday card to heaven is also so beautiful. Number four, create a tribute video or photo album. Do you have photos or videos of your loved ones saved somewhere? Open up those old photo albums or home videos and bookmark your favorite moments. Bring these memories back to life by creating a video or a photo album to gift to a grieving family member or friends. That's beautiful too. Number five, visit your loved one. When is the last time you visited your loved one's resting place? This season, make time to visit your loved one who passed, whether it's time at their grave sites or visiting their, their scattering location. Or you might feel called to go back to their favorite spot, wherever that may be. Ooh, I love this one. Plant an evergreen tree in their honor. Did you know that the evergreen tree is said to symbolize eternal life? Instead of chopping a tree down this year to decorate, consider planting an evergreen in honor of your loved one's life. Another one is decorate with their favorite flowers. Donate their old belongings. Taking a moment of silence. With the hustle and bustle of the holiday season, it's rare that we stop to take a second for ourselves. This season, take a moment of silence to collect your thoughts and reflect on the wonderful memories that you have of your loved one. Create a memory wreath. Do you have an extra wreath laying around? Make it a memory wreath by decorating with your loved one's favorite flowers or cherished ornaments. Finish the wreath with a picture of your loved one. Make sure this is a treasured holiday decoration for years to come. Oh my gosh, I have never heard that one before and I really like that. Quilt a memory blanket or a pillow. Using your loved one's favorite holiday shirts or sweaters, quilt a memory blanket or a pillow. If you're not a sewer, consider taking it to a stream stress shop to have a custom blanket made. Another one is fill a memory jar. Do you have an old jar collecting dust? Decorate it with some of your loved one's favorite things. Oh, this is a good one. Frame a cherished garment. Did your loved one have a signature clothing item that they always wore, like a shirt or a jacket? Rather than packing it away with other belongings, consider having it preserved and framed. Ooh, I really like that. Have a toast in their honor. This holiday season, pour yourself a glass of their favorite drink, whether it's champagne, wine, hot cocoa, or soda. Raise a glass to your loved ones. So I I decided to put up an Instagram poll and asking you guys, what are your favorite ways to honor your loved ones during the holidays? And I decided it would be nice to bring other people onto this episode and to get other people's voices 
just to bring some more energy into this episode and really want to hear from you guys on your traditions and what helps you keep your loved ones feeling closer to you during this time of the year. So first, I have Sarah here today. Thank you for coming on and just sharing about how you honored your loved ones during the holiday season. In particular with my mom, having her been recently passed, you know, a year ago, uh, there were decorations that she had given me, you know, when I moved in with my husband and uh, getting to put those out and keep her memory alive. And every time, you know, I look at them, it's, it's like she's still here and getting to, you know, still have that like, oh, mom's still here. There were ornaments that she had given me as well. And I put those on my tree every year. That first Christmas after she passed it, just looking at that, she's still here. I still get that sense. And it's, it's, it's a really special feeling. I love that. And I'm so sorry for your loss. Do you have a favorite ornament that like comes to mind when you think about like all the ornaments that she passed down to you? <laughs> so there was one actually she gave me Christmas of 2017. I had just had a miscarriage and it was uh, a couple weeks before Christmas and she'd given me um, like a crystal angel that was holding like a, um, like a red heart and had like some leaf like looking thing to it. But it, every time I look at it, like that is such a special ornament because, you know, she gave it to me. She's like, here's an ornament to honor your angel baby. That's one of my favorite ones to put on the tree that she's given me. My heart. That is beautiful and so special. I got goosebumps. <laughs> My mom always too, she would always bake like chocolate chip cookies that like she had a specific recipe that she kind of used the one that was on the back of like the chocolate chip bag, but she kind of tailored it to her, like the way that she would have done it. And I kind of just do the same thing. And every time I like bake cookies, I always, I always think of her. Yeah. It's like those, those things that you used to do together and baking is a really nice way as well. And I definitely like often when I'm cooking old recipes that my mom used to really enjoyed like I often feel her energy like come in and almost like help me bake please bring me all the help (laughs) yeah well thank you so much for sharing oh you're welcome thank you for having me on so we have caller number two Anna here today thank you Michelle I'm glad to be on with you Uh, it's so funny that you asked me to be a part of this because I was literally talking to my friend's mom, my friend is in spirit, and we were just talking about Christmas and our new tradition of giving little toys to each other, little mementos, sweet treats, anything that reminds us of her son and my friend in spirit. We were just talking about that, so it's perfect timing. Uh, this is something we've created since the passing And it's not just for Christmas, but other holidays that my friend loved. But for Christmas especially, I mean, he loved Christmas. He loved Star Wars. So any Star Wars toys, uh, the movies, the soundtrack, anything (laughs) related to that. We've been just sharing little gifts. I put out the little toys. And his photo and his mom just said that she bought a little one of the mini trees and she's going to be putting the ornaments and photos and that I have a package coming with 
with some of those little things that I can also put in my room and put on my tree. So what a wonderful way to um, share that together. I think there's really no better way to honor him. And, and to have that with his mother, it's like we're all together and just it makes it happy instead of sad. And he would definitely want that. He had such a playful spirit and energy and just he just loved that time. Of course, we're sad and, you know, we miss him at that time. But I think he would just love that, that we're still, you know, looking at his favorite toys, you know, laughing, watching the movie together. Even his mom will send me like our favorite candy that we used to eat together or sweet treats or anything like that. So that's fun. And then we'll like put on the movie. And even if we're in, we're in different locations, I'm in New York and she's in California, but we'll call or text or say, Hey, I'm, I'm watching it right now. So, you know, join me. And so it's just a great Um, comforting feeling. And it's, it's nice. It's nice to be able to share that together. Yeah, that is beautiful. I love that. And just tapping into joy and tapping into what he really loved. I think that is more powerful to like bring them nice and close. I just feel like he's smiling down just like watching you guys and like sitting right beside you and enjoying you like opening up these gifts and just thinking about him when you're looking at all of these items that you put around your house. And that's that's so special that you and his mom share that. That is such a great tradition. I think a lot of people, they might listen to this and they might have some ideas on how they can incorporate more of that into their holiday. That would be great. I mean, we really feel like he's with us, um, which I know to be true. A holiday like Christmas, one that can be difficult, just makes the holidays special yeah i think it all starts with like one idea and then i love it's always it's so interesting to see how like how it expands over time both her sons have passed actually and they were all the whole family was big star wars fans so she actually has a lot of their toys all their memorabilia everything she has that kept you know it's very personal and very special to her and she has that away in storage And she was laughing. We were talking about this because she's like, now I have a whole new collection again. And she, you know, before it was something that was sad that she didn't want to look at. So I'm so happy now that now that we have this little collection going, it's it's brought her happiness again. And she can look at those things and it can bring her the happiness instead of sadness. So, yeah, this is a new collection. Wow. <laughs> New tradition. And Aww. I'm glad you guys have each other. Is there anything else that comes to mind? Like for somebody else, you can think of, of how you could tune in with their energy during the holidays. Oh yeah, for sure. My, my dad and my grandmother in spirit, because my grandmother was such a big cook and, you know, her traditions were all about the meals, the family meals, getting together you know, around the table. So for her, it's, you know, making one or two of those special food items, having them, you know, setting a place at that table and Mm -hmm. saying, you know, here's grandma's spot, here's dad's spot, but really enjoying the meal is how I connect with them. And 
having some of their favorite things. So that's a big one, whether it's, you know, the candies or having their favorite dish, um, making sure to include that, setting a spot at the table. Yeah, I talked about that in, uh, earlier in the episode, and I, I love doing that, and, or just having a chair, you know? Yeah, having a chair or something symbolic, you know, even putting the napkin there, like I'll put the napkin and then something like a little little toy, you know, with my dad, like as a sign, he leaves coins. So I'll put the coin there by the table uh, with the picture. So many good ideas. I think there's like, there's just so many ways that you can incorporate our loved ones into this season and this holiday. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. All right. So today I have Denise here to share her voice. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, Michelle. I really appreciate the invite. So um, our family lost significant members um, back in 2010 and 2011. And since then, you know, this has been a work in progress. And since then, we have been putting together more and more things as the years go on, things that my children remember of their grandparents or um, things that um, come to them about their uncle who passed last year. And just trying to kind of embrace the moments that we shared together and the wonderful memories that they have. Uh, One of the traditions that we do is that we put a tree up in the upstairs. We have a loft in our home. So it's not in the main family room, but it's a place where everybody is at different times. Um, And we put that tree up. And with that tree, we have some of the ornaments that were on their tree. We kept them over the years. And as time has gone on, like I said, we've kind of added things to it that are special connections with them. My father was a golfer and my stepmom was a golfer and both of them have passed. So we have like little um, golf ball ornaments and, um, you know, they lived in Florida. So we have some, you know, Florida type of ornaments along with the ones that they had on their tree. So that's one of the traditions that we have in our family. The other is, um, you know, utilizing the old recipes that were favorites of theirs and became favorites of ours over the years. So we're able to get together and make those items together. You know, the chocolate chip cookies, even, you know, though they're an everyday item, my kids love them at Christmas time. The other thing is like, you know, what they call the stained glass windows, which is the the chocolate with the colored marshmallows and peanuts, Rocky Road too. Um, and so some of those things, the candies and the, the cookies, the meal prep, um, spiral ham is a big thing in our family to have on New Year's Day. And that was something that was a tradition of my my father's as well. So just, you know, through food, through the decorations, you know, just being able to carry on the memories and celebrate with them in spirit and knowing that it was such a special time for them in their lives too with the family. Beautiful. Food always brings the family together at the end of the day. <laughs> yep. Who who was the cook in the family? Was it your mom or your dad? Both, both. Yeah. Yep. Not all the healthiest foods, although the asparagus, you know, just roasted asparagus, that's a tradition with a little bit of hollandaise sauce on it. Uh, one of the favorites is um, 
our um, psychological candy, which is whole cranberries tossed in uh, egg white and then rolled in confectionery sugar. So that when you, um, this is good for anxiety, um, when you pop one in your mouth, you have the sweetness of the confectionery sugar. The egg white actually hardens, puts like a little hard crust on the, or not a crust, but a shell on the cranberry. And then when you bite into it, it's sour. So it's a good, um, I don't know if you've seen lately that they're recommending like Sour Patch. That's the other candy that's just sour. It helps people with uh, anxiety and panic. Okay. That's a good tip too. Stress and anxiety over the holidays. Yeah, for sure. We could always use a little bit of extra support in that area. Two months ago, I was in a mediumship practice circle. Another member was having someone come through and they said it was an older gentleman. She was hearing um, Bing Crosby. And I had a good idea that it was my father coming through um, because that was his favorite. And we would sing the songs on the Holiday Classics album. Then the next thing he shared was that he loves the Christmas tree. And this year he would like me to put the village and I have his village that he and my stepmom had set up in their house every year at Christmas. And he said, I'd like the village under the tree this year. And I actually hadn't even been putting the village out the last couple of years. He's been gone some time now. So anyway, it was it was a direct request to put that village under the tree. So we have done that with the tree this year upstairs. And it actually looks very beautiful. <laughs> I could imagine that. I'm sure it looks beautiful. There was one other thing that we did as a family tradition. Um, Christmas was my father's favorite. That was his favorite time of the year. Um, and one of the other things that we did was we would drive around and look at Christmas lights together in the car. Um, and then he would play Christmas songs and then we drove around and looked at lights. So that was another thing that my kids, you know, so they're, they're doing it with their children now. So we're talking about, you know, what, one, two, three, four generations of, you know, carrying on this tradition helps them feel close you know, to their grandfather and, and, you know, and it's just wonderful to see them share the same excitement and fun. He's in the backseat with them looking at the lights too. So he's absolutely, yes. Um, he, he for sure is. Thank you for sharing all of those traditions. I love all of those. I would love if we finished off just with some tips, maybe for people to get through the holidays as a therapist, some advice, if you have any tips for our listeners to end on? Uh, yeah, I'd love to. So first and foremost is pe- uh, practicing the self-care piece, um, whether that's moments of silence, some breathing exercises, listening to music, going for a walk in nature, just taking some self-time. You know, that's a good time to do some reflection too and feel connected to loved ones who have gone or, you know, just really focusing on self. And uh, tip number two uh, would be as difficult as it is (laughs) to try to eat healthy. You know, there's so many good foods out there during the holidays and we're eating so many sweets and a lot of carbs, carbing out, um, but just trying to, you know, be mindful of what you're eating so that, you know, when the holiday season is over, um, you're not feeling like, oh, gosh, I let myself go. And then, you know, we have that post-holiday depression set in. So just being mindful of what you're eating, 
besides, you know, we feel better when we're eating healthy too. Uh, tip number three is um, to really, you know, keep in the financial piece uh, in perspective. We feel so um, consumed by everything that we see on television, all the marketing campaigns out there for whatever, and feel like we need to buy the next best thing for everyone. Um, you know, try to maybe make this your first year that you give gifts that are homemade or, you know, cut it back a little bit. Or um, what my family is doing more of this year is um, experiences. So rather than giving actual gifts, they're giving experiences, whether it's a nice homemade meal or um, going to the movies all together or doing like a, um, you know, I'm in Northern Virginia. So, you know, we're limited as to what time of the year we can do outdoor movies, you know, put up a screen, and there are so many, you know, ways that you can project um, things off of your phone now that you could do like a movie night or a, a sleepover or something different um, and just share an experience together rather than, you know, buying something that will eventually just, you know, end up somewhere else. <laughs> just, you know, try to be aware of the levels of stress that you're feeling and the anxiety and just, you know, work with that mindfulness. Wonderful. Is there anything else that you want to add? Those are three great tips. If, if you want to squeeze in a couple more, feel free, but no pressure. Doing what's important to you, being able to, you know, go through the holidays in, in the way that you feel it's important and not feeling tugged and pulled by every event going on or every person's, you know, demands or desires. And as much as we love to give it as a season of giving, don't let your candle burn out. Allow yourself to just, you know, keep burning and allowing yourself that like slower pace this time of year. That really resonates. So another thing to think about are, are individuals who have lost um, significant others or, you know, someone significant in their life. And if they're feeling isolated, to reach out to others, uh, friends, family members, and just let them know, hey, you know, this year's not the same for me. And I really appreciate any support that you can offer. It's so important to, you know, have that time alone, but also to feel connected. You know, be sure that you are, that, you know, again, it's about mindfulness and having an awareness of how you are really feeling. It's a difficult time for many people if they are missing family members. So, being able to, you know, get involved in some ways as well. Um, as it's as important to get involved as it is to take a break. So, you know, it's different for everyone. Absolutely. Thank you so much for touching on that. Absolutely. That is so important for everybody to hear. So yeah, thank you so much. I have Vanessa here to share her story and her traditions with us today. A few years ago, my Auntie Judy passed away, but she was notorious for giving out very interesting gifts. So the first Christmas that she was gone, my mom was having a really hard time just feeling the loss of her and I think her method of dealing with or the way she grieves is by avoiding. I didn't want the death of my favorite aunt to just be avoided. I just thought she was such an awesome person and she just needed to be celebrated continuously. And that wasn't something that should be sad when thinking of her because she just was never a sad person herself. Like she was very much 
a full-on hippie living in the woods and building all her own stuff. And so every year our family switches who buys the Auntie Judy gift and we all kind of open it together on Christmas Eve, whether we're together or not. Luckily, technology can always bring us together if we're available to that. And so basically they're just really silly gifts to make everyone laugh and remember the way that she was and what she brought to our life and just you know it's something we can think of even in June we're like oh that would be perfect for the Auntie Judy gift so it becomes like a year-long thing that we can celebrate too not just on the one day so yeah that's my fun holiday tradition is the Auntie Judy gift oh and I love that you guys named it after her (laughs) does everybody get a gift or how does it work does everybody buy a gift for one person or is it more a secret Santa? We, whoever's turn it is buys for everybody. So everybody gets an Auntie Judy gift unless it's your ear. You're the one that's purchasing it. So the first year, though, I wanted to be part of it. So I have a client who considers herself a weirdo artist. And so she makes really weird art, which I thought was so Auntie Judy with her little hippie ways. So she does these like grab bags so you don't know what's in them they're like kind of like a surprise bag you know when you're a little kid you like get candy surprise bags so it was all this really interesting stuff so that year I just bought us all of it including myself so even that first year that we did the Auntie Judy gift I got to open something as well so one of the things that I got in that grab bag was it's a framed spider web so it's real I don't know how the artist Scott was able to frame the spider web, but I have it in my bookcase. And again, every time I look at it, it makes me think of Auntie Judy because it's weird. It was an Auntie Judy gift. It was the start of that year. So yeah, it always just brings me this weird little spider web brings me such little big joy. (laughs) I love that. That's awesome. What was your favorite Auntie Judy gift that somebody gifted? Is there one that stands out or is there a couple? So I do have some of the gifts we got from the first year Auntie Judy gift. This here is a Christmas ornament filled with animal bones. (laughs) There was actually two of them. Animal bones? Animal bones. Yeah, that she has foraged from the wild on her own. So she didn't actually go and hurt these animals. She just went and found them in riverbeds and she'll take fish bones and create that into pieces of art i have this spider web a spider web framed in a photo that's so cool yes so lots of interesting things around here another one from the grab bag was owl poop (laughs) it was either it could have been owl throw up i can't remember but it was either owl poop or owl throw up which contained almost like 200 animals or something in one pellet I guess you would call it yeah why am I imagining like putting it on your face as a facial (laughs) I don't know what kind of facials you go to but I want mine to smell pretty there was a pretty awesome poutine candle one year that like has a ring in it that could be worth up to like 2500 or something and I was uh, thought that'd be funny if whoever melts a stupid candle gets a ring worth that much money do the candles smell like poutine no <laughs> that would be <laughs> but it's very Canadian so yeah totally so this year it's my mom that's doing the antique Judy gift so she told me in like September she was so excited so she'd already like 
secured all of her Auntie Judy gifts well before fall even started. So I have no idea what they'll be, but it'll be fun to find out. Always is. How do you know when it's your turn? Like, just kind of goes in order. So I started it the first year and then my mom went and then my brother went. And so we kind of just rotate between the three of us each year. So it kind of just goes in that same order. Who has it next year? Uh, next year will be me. Okay. This is fun. I'm like, it's almost like you're anticipating when it's your turn next because you have all year. It's so creative too. Yeah, it's fun. That's a beautiful way to honor your Aunt Judy. Did she have like interesting stuff all around her house? Like, yes, very much so. She, um, so they bought the piece of land that they lived on sight unseen. It was a little newspaper clipping ad. So they had a truck with a little camper on it and they drove it up there. It's on the side of a mountain and they took the trailer off of the, or the little camper off of the truck and their house has been built off of that camper. So their current kitchen was originally that camper. So in the kitchen, there's this little cubby hole that you can actually sleep in above the kitchen because that's where like it was the part that went above the truck where you could that you would sleep in. So every part of their house has been kind of added on. So it's very mismatchy. They've made everything in there. So even their windows are all glass made in their living room. Instead of having couches, they have a stage and like every instrument you could ever imagine. She's got like her own stained glass studio. There's different lofts in the whole house and every room looks totally different. So it's a very unique little place that's been built over many years. <laughs> Even their water comes from the, they have piped it from the waterfall. So you could not get more hippie than my Auntie Judy. <laughs> she met my uncle because they were both living in a nudist camp. So it's not that like my, oh, I'm just a cute hippie. Like they were full on hippies. <laughs> wow. I need to see some pictures of this like house. Yeah. Your Auntie Judy, was she, she was a full-time artist, was she? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she was a stained glass artist and she had her own little studio. She did them for like big hotels in Whistler and pieces like all around the world. She was really, really good at it. Oh, thank you so much for sharing your voice, sharing your stories. <laughs> You're welcome always. Thanks.